if I had said to somebody, you know, hey, I'm going to build a co-working space, I'm going to put a restaurant, I'm going to do a bar in there, they would have been like, oh, you're going to raise, like, how much are you looking to raise? Right. Or like, right. how much are you investing, you're selling your house, you know, whatever. I I didn't have any, any like, I didn't have the capital. What I had was I didn't cover the rent. Gotcha. Gotcha. So one of the biggest takeaways that I've noticed coming out of the COVID-19 pandemic is people finally starting to wake up and realize what's truly important to them in life. Whether it's choosing to spend more time with their loved ones, starting that business venture that they've always wanted, or just choosing to prioritize their mental and physical health. And we met one of those people while down in Tulum, Mexico. Yoli is going to be our next guest on this episode. She went from corporate C-level marketing executive in New York with one of the biggest tech companies in the world to leaving it all behind and starting her own business ventures down here in Tulum, Mexico. Yoli owns and runs a co-working space and multiple other business ventures that really focus and center around building community and especially bringing black people together in Tulum, Mexico. So without further ado, let's welcome you to the episode. Thank you for tuning in. And here is Yoli. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Elevated Perspectives Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Justin. And today I have the pleasure and privilege of sitting down with none other than Yoli Chisholm. So thank you for taking time out of your day to speak to me today. I'm so excited to hear about your story. It's honored to be here today. We're sitting here in Tulum at X Clubhouse co-working space. And I'll just start off with just how you and I met, because I think that was ironic and extremely funny. Um, so essentially, we were looking to interview Nubia uh, here in Tulum while we were staying in Playa del Carmen, right? And I'm looking at co-working spaces to interview her, and I'm just like, okay, let me just go through Google, see what's available. And I see X Clubhouse pop up, and I saw some of the photos, and I'm like, this place looks perfect. I don't even think I saw the artwork in yeah. the photos, but just how large it was, how open it was, and how green the space looked, right? So I'm like, okay, let me call up X Clubhouse. I, I, I spoke to you. Yeah. And um, I was just like, hey, I just want to book an hour and a half, two hours. And um, the next thing we did was decide, hey, let's stay in Tulum for two days to make it a little bit easier to get to and from the clubhouse. Um what do you know? We end up staying in the same <laughs> building. I had no idea that this co-working space was in the building. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I didn't know. <laughs> so um, I, we booked the Airbnb for two nights, right? We're just like, it'll be nice. You know, this is a nice Airbnb. The pool will look beautiful. You know, just some lavish for us to, right. to enjoy. And I looked in the pictures in the Airbnb. I'm like, wait, this looks like the same co-working space. Like it's literally downstairs. Yeah. Um, so it worked out perfectly. Then when we got here and I walked into the co-working space, I met Yoli. She introduced me and I was like, Hey, you know, I called and set up time with you to, to record here. And, um, she was just like, okay, let me show you around. And I start walking around and I'm looking at the artwork and I'm like, this is black artwork. This, these are black, um, gods and goddesses, I believe from Yoruba cultures. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I'm like, whose artwork is this? Like, who designed this space? You're like, I did. And I'm like, who runs this place? You're like, I do. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, but um, I was just extremely impressed. And from there, we got to know each other a little bit more. So I'm extremely excited to get to hear your story today. Thank you. Um, but yeah, how are you feeling? I'm feeling great, you know, and uh, I'm not surprised, you know, the spirit here in Tulum sometimes the synchronicity. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. I really enjoyed meeting your family. You know, it felt like yeah. it was meant to be. It did. It felt very home and inviting. Um, and that's one thing that we talk a lot about on this show is just how do you leverage resources abroad, right? And how do you not only walk into a space and say, am I welcome here? Um, but can my content or can my whatever it is I'm producing or working on thrive in this environment. And I really feel like this is a space that was just deeply felt by us. Thank you. Um, so let's get into it. So you are the owner of X Clubhouse, and this, which is a co-working space, um, two levels, plenty of space for people to come in and out. I've met plenty of great people that have walked in and out of here working on their nine-to-fives or on their entrepreneurial um, endeavors. And you also run Tulu Magazine, 
as yeah. well. Um, so let's talk about the co-working space first, because I really want to know what inspired that, what made you say, I want to start a co-working space and open that up, and then why Tulum? Yeah. So um, I'll start with the why Tulum. You okay. know, I actually came here in June of 2020. Um, as you can imagine, a lot of people were affected by COVID. I was one of those people. Yeah. I was living in New York, in yeah. Harlem. I was on my nine to five grind. Mm. You know, I was fully invested in the corporate world. Wow. And uh, I was part of that first wave that got really sick in January of 2020. And ironically, in November of 2019, I had come to Tulum. I'd come to Mexico for the first time. Okay. And ended up uh, by chance in Tulum. Um, on a girlfriend's uh, trip, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it was my girlfriend's birthday and we decided to go to Isla Mujeres okay. and skip Cancun. And then we were like, hmm, this spot yeah. looks interesting. Let's go to Tulum. Yeah. And we ended up uh, spending a week just on the, in the hotel zone on the beach. And it was pretty special. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and when I went back to Harlem, I couldn't forget, I couldn't stop thinking about it. Yeah. You know, um, I don't know what it was, but then I get sick with COVID. Mm -hmm. It takes me about three months to recover because I refused to, to go into the hospital. Yeah. And when they uh, lifted up the, uh, the borders saying, you know, people could fly in and out around June time frame. Mm -hmm. I thought about the last place where I was really happy. Mm -hmm. was wow. And um, I decided to just pack it in everything. Yeah. Left my job, sold my stuff, and um, came to Tulum. And followed happiness. Yes. So you had never heard of Tulum before that I'd trip? never heard of Tulum. I'd never been to Mexico before. Wow. Okay. So that's interesting. So June of 2020 and prior to that getting sick in New York, which, you know, affected so many of my family members, friends that I know, um, half of us believed COVID was real. The other half thought, you know, it's just the flu. Um, but you, it, it makes people realize that life is short Yeah. and you don't know how much time you actually have. You start really reevaluating life. And it sounds like for you that am I happy here really struck. So for sure, you know, like um, being sick and the environment, everybody, so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have a lot of time to reflect. Yeah. And for me, I realized, man, there's a lot that I thought was important. Yeah. That I, that is no longer important. Did you hang on to the corporate job or did you say adios? No, I, I left my job. I yeah. I had decided that I was going to go into semi-retirement. Okay. I left my, you know, the things that I had around me, mm. the things that I sort of symbolic, <laughs> like the the closet of shoes, mm. handbags, corporate gear. I had the whole nine yards, yeah. and I just left it. Yeah, it's funny we started to wear that as a personality at a certain point, you know, in our career, and... I guess I'm I'm very early in mine, yeah. but I see people my age, and that is their personality, and they want to rise to the top, and um, I think it works for certain people, but um, how did your friends and family take your decision? Did they think you were crazy? Did they think, um, did yeah. it inspire them a little bit? Or You know, I think, I think um, earlier, you know, everybody was just like, you know, what's, what's up, what's going on, yeah. you know? You know nothing about Mexico. Yeah. Um, you know why this? You know I'm originally from South Africa and grew up in, in Canada. And for everybody, particularly in tech, which is where I am at, you know the Holy Grail is is working for a technology company in the U.S. Mm -hmm. Especially New York yeah. and San Francisco are the hubs. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'm really, really grateful for tech. Mm -hmm. I'm really, really grateful for that space. And you know. The story still continues, but um, I just learned at that time it was just not my brain. Gotcha. And so, you know, folks were like, 
what's going on? You know, you were you were gunning for that sea level. Yeah. You were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, but I think in the context of COVID, I think a lot of people understood. Hey, things are shifting. There's nothing right. certain. Right. And I think that's what I was going to say next is like they may have their opinions in regular times. But yeah. during COVID, I feel like people were making those big decisions. Yes. Um, so when you got here in 2020, did you have an idea of what you were going to do in partial retirement or did you no. figure it out as you got here? Not at all. You know, um, the first month I stayed down at the beach mm -hmm. and I, I stayed in a place called Selena. And yeah, I very, very quickly, <laughs> yeah, they're a great hostel yeah. uh, slash uh, hotel. And I mean, rooms were like $24 a day. Mm -hmm. And um, initially I thought, oh, yeah, let's go and spend every day at the beach, yeah. you know. But I very quickly realized, you know, I would become an alcoholic really quick if I had maintained that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so I, how I ended up here was I decided... Let me find a place that's furthest away from all the, you know, partying. Yeah. And let me figure out what a life that's not on vacation looks like. Mm hmm You know. So I ended up uh, finding a place in this program. And, um, you know, I'm a month in, you know, and I'm well-rested. I'm restored. I'm energized and you know you get a certain energy here and i'm like oh maybe retirement's not going to be the the thing you know it's like <laughs> you still have life left yeah. and yeah that drive to yeah. work in fact now it's like um you know you'll meet a lot of people here who are like you know be very careful about what you think about here what you dream about here because it's very it's you know, Tulu is known as an energy vortex. Yeah. And it's very easy to manifest things. Yes. Um, yes. And I'm not a woo-woo person, okay? And, <laughs> but I'm C-level corporate. I could, yeah, yeah I'm not, I was not that person, but I have actually found that to be very true because um, I find, I really recall that when I was in that cubicle, you know, uh, jumping from job to job, I always used to joke with my friends that I'd say, one day I'm going to build a fry shack on the beach. I used to say that, like, yeah. for a year. Yeah. I'm going to build a fry shack on the beach, and I'm going to be selling some fish and bami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did Courtney tell you about her dream of selling ice cream on the beach? No. She would say that years before we started traveling. Um, and it's just funny you say it's an energy place because this is where we had our baby moon for Whitley, which is really what led into us living yeah. a nomadic lifestyle. So I truly believe it. And even if you are not a woo person, what Tulum forces you to do is slow down. Yeah. You know, things are not going to happen on your time. You know, you hear about Black people time, yeah. Caribbean time, yeah. Mexican time <laughs> is, is no different. Yeah, it's a little time. It's a beach town, right? So yeah. you may be in a rush, but they're not. The, this, this town is not in a rush. Yeah. Um, and that sense of peace is, to me, I love it. I love it. I totally love it. And, and you know, it turned out, um, the year I came, there were like four hurricanes in a row. Mm. And the first one totally caught me off guard. And I was like, man, I had got no water, no, you know, yeah. I, you know I, I can't get Wi-Fi access and the electricity was out and da-da-da-da-da. And I realized, it, you know, and then I saw that there was a sign that there was space available. Mm. In the building, I was like, man, you know, this would be a great place to, like, have a gardening place, a store. Yeah. You know, sell some fish and money. That's <laughs> and, and that's really what I'm, my mind was blown when you said, I, I run this place. I designed it. And I'm like, I have so many questions. <laughs> I just have so many questions. So, so you found this space was available in the building that you were staying in. I yeah, I and then you contacted the, the developer. So I ensured that it was the developer. Okay. Um, and you know, it was COVID. Everybody yeah. was like, you know, businesses were like, nobody's nobody's going to an office. Yeah. 
uh, if you had been building commercial real estate, you know, all that to say that I was able to get a price in. In New York, imagine trying to get a space like this in New York. <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. Yeah, this is a million dollar place no in New York. Yeah, way. Usually. But I couldn't afford it. Yeah. You know, and um, gosh, this is so much to say, honestly, because. If I had said to somebody, you know, hey, I'm going to build a co-working space, I'm going to put a restaurant, I'm going to put a bar in there, they would have been like, oh, you're going to raise, like, how much are you looking to raise? Right. Or, like, right. how much are you investing, you're selling your house, you know, whatever. I I didn't have any, any, like, I didn't have the capital. What I had was, I'm going to, what I had was I can cover the rent. Gotcha. Gotcha. And um, with it being COVID, were there people here? Like, were there people in this building? Was Tulum Town a ghost town? Like, how was that? Initially, it was really quiet. Yeah. You know, that's why uh, by the beaches you could get, um, you know, a room stay for $24. You can't do that now. Got, yeah, no. You know, yeah. That's the highest yeah. parts of town right now, so. And then gradually, over the course of that year, as people started to learn that Mexico was open, mm-hmm. Mexico, like people who had the kinds of jobs where they could still work remote but didn't want to be confined in their mm-hmm. matchbox apartments in the city, yeah. Yeah. gradually more people came. And so, like, Zoom was hopping. 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. it was, it was busy. Yeah, that's when we came for the first time, was 2021. Yeah. Was it tw- yeah, it was 2021, and then we came, we liked it so much, we came right back. Yeah. So I think we went to Playa del Carmen with our son, and Courtney was pregnant, and then we spent a week, and then we dropped Xavier off, we're like, let's go right back. Yeah. Just the two of us, this will be our baby moon. Nice. Um, we, we fell in love with it, and it was like the jump start of our travel journey. Really? Yeah, yeah. This this surprised. was the place, and um, so that's dope. So you you contact the developer, you signed a lease, signed a lease, and did you just get to designing, or did you just say literally ah, this every? Is my- <laughs> I I, um, <laughs> I I slept upstairs. I got an air mattress. Mm-hmm. I gave up the apartment. I slept upstairs. Um, Basically, the warehouse of bats and nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I slept on an air mattress every morning. I'd wake up and I'd, I'd stick a note on the on the wall and be like, "These are the three things I'm going to try and do today." Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask is how did you stay motivated? Because a lot of people, even me, would feel like. Did I make a mistake? Should I turn back now? Is it too late to, to, to say no? I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, how did you say, how did you get past those fears and well, push through that? You know, um, like if I had had a bunch of conversations with people, I probably would have been talked out of it, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but all I knew was like, I just got to cover the rent. Yeah. Like the landlord, he's not putting me on a deadline. He's the camera I open. <laughs> he just needs me to cover the rent. Yeah. And so if I can cover the rent and I can buy a couch the first week and then the next month I can buy another couch. Yeah. And then the next month I can get a coffee machine. Yeah. Know, like, literally that's how I was. Baby thinking. steps. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to focus on the first floor. And then I divided into sections and I was like, I'm just going to concentrate on this section. Yeah. This week, I'm, I'm not going to put any pressure on myself. That's amazing. Because <laughs> if people can see what it looks like now, we're going to do a video, a little walkthrough. But this place, because we've been to a couple of co-working spots in the Riviera Maya. This is nice. Like, this is well-decorated, well-lit. Um, the vibe is amazing. And it's like, I don't know, it just feels cozy and secure. So, I don't know. I don't want to interrupt you anymore. Okay, so... Yeah, just got to cover the rent and saying to yourself, baby steps. Baby steps. And and then gradually, like, um, what I really, like, I am a marketer. You know, marketing and tech is what I was, I was doing. Yeah. And so 
when I was, when I got to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm really doing this, mm-hmm. you know, then I was like, okay, I really got to think about what do I want this place to be? Yeah. You know, like, what do I, that's why I'm, it, it really warms my heart to hear you say you felt welcome here mm-hmm. because what I want the clubhouse to be is like a starting point for if you're visiting Mexico, I'd love it if you started in Tulum, okay? And you think of this as like your your home. You can come here, you can connect with people, you can network, you can plan the rest of your trip wherever you're going, you know? I would just love that, you know? And yeah. then we're out here. Yeah. Like, we are out here. We are travel. We are out here. We are building businesses. Mm-hmm. We are. We have dreams. And, um, you know, there was a woman that came here and spent like a month and she, she was like, I'm going to write my book because she mm-hmm. here you know, every day Yeah, and she focused on the chapter. And I'd, I'd be like, what'd you get done today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and at the end of it, she was like, I finished my book. Wow. And I was like, <laughs> she was like, I wouldn't have done it if I wasn't like, she, so I would love it if there's like, if people feel like they can come here and they can get you done, or this is their starting point to learn, you know, learn about Mexico, or if they're in this region, it's a place where they feel like, oh, can I stop and let me see what I can connect with, you know? Yeah, and that's really like, you know, as we've traveled with our family, we've gone to a few different countries, a few different cities, and that's the scariest part is like, I'm here, I don't know anybody, Um, you're staying in a stranger's Airbnb or a hotel, and like, you're lacking that one space to say, this is my launching pad, this is where I go to work every day, or this is where I go to do my routine and that's that's this place you're literally speaking like thoughts that i've had before and and things happen organically too like nubia like anybody that comes to town i'm like make sure you come to nubia's thing on wednesday you know she's got the walk on wednesdays you know if you were looking to turn up i'm like okay make sure you go to nubia's thing here but if you're like i'm not trying to turn up what i really want is like i want to meditate or i want to you know, get some readings. I got, I got people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we were a community here and now there's, there's almost, um, yeah. you know, 30 to 40 black owned businesses here. Wow. I did not know you that. Know, fitness trainers, know you know, masseuses, mm-hmm. practitioners, psychologists. Yeah. And people are leaving, I'm finding people are leaving big cities and big lifestyles in the U S to come down here specifically yeah. Giving that up in a sense, which I don't really like to think of it as giving it up. It's yeah. really starting a new journey, and um, and they're thriving here. So, um, I, I want to switch gears a little bit because I know you're no stranger to traveling and starting over in a new city, right? You grew up in Africa. I can't remember which yeah, city, which so country. I actually was born in Zambia, but I grew up in Kenya. Kenya, okay. I am South African, but I grew up in Kenya. Um, up until grade nine and mm-hmm. then came to Canada. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so you spent your high school teenage years in, in Canada. Was yes. it Toronto? In Toronto. Wow. Yeah. 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 Big up Scarborough. Yeah. Marco. <laughs> Caravana come Caravana. My parents are up there right now. Yeah. yeah they just spent, um, they just spent their, um, summer up there. I have a lot of family still up there. Like. Yeah. There's a big, like, West Indian African. African. Yeah. Um, when did you come to the States? You went to Seattle or was it? Yeah. Your... Um, so I ended up getting into tech um, in the early 90s. I'm older than I look. <laughs> <laughs> and um, one of the first companies I worked for was actually Microsoft. Wow, oh, okay. MSN in Canada. Yeah. And then I uh, ended up being relocated to Seattle. Okay. Microsoft. Okay. And um, by that time, you know, going from from Africa just to Canada, that's yeah. a huge shift. Then going from Toronto to Seattle, um, what are some of the things that you guys learned along the way as far as adaptability with relocation? Because yeah. you were a teenager, you were a kid, then a teenager, then an adult in your yeah. first corporate job. You I'm know, sure. I, 
I, I really have to thank my parents because, you know, they, I, I remember the uh-huh. day my dad came home in Kenya and he brought up this, like, roll, unrolled this big map of Canada. Yeah. Actually, the Canadian government had sent it. So when they send your approval, we were actually refugees. Oh, okay. Because okay. my parents were South African freedom fighters, so they were, they were never able to go back to South Africa during apartheid. Right. So we got approved as refugees um, to come to Canada. So they sent a big map. And I remember my dad like rolling it out on the dinner table and being like, okay, kids, because there's five of us. And he was like, where do you want to go? You know, <laughs> the Canadian government was like, pick a place. Where do you want to go? Yeah. And so we, we had fun that evening, kind of going through different cities yeah. and trying to figure out. We ended up picking London, Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, simply just because of the familiarity, yeah, the name, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there was no thought around it really. Uh, but it was a university town, ended up being uh, a good place uh, to transition. But you know, I have to think. You know, I think when you when you make big moves like that, mm-hmm. you know, you you gotta have a sense of adventure, yeah, and fun, yeah, and um, lean into the fear. Because the fear is not, it's not going to go away. It's not. You know, you got to just like, despite the fear. Yeah. And that's, that's what we're learning with our children is like, how do you make this not a a stressful time for them of like, we're going into unknown mommy and daddy are kind of scared. Yeah. We don't want to project that fear onto them. Um, and even if you're a solo traveler, like you're going to face hiccups along the way. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to face, there's not going to go the way you planned it. Yeah. To the T, and you may end up somewhere that you did not plan to be, um, and it's going to work out. So that's that's a good advice. I'd say lean into that fear, yeah, and make it adventurous. Totally. And um, now I met your children, mm-hmm. and um, I can. I mean, who knows where what what happens? But I know for my children, you know, I when I moved from Toronto to Seattle, I moved with my two daughters. Yeah. And um, I can say in retrospect um, that they are much more social, like they can handle themselves around adults. And I noticed that about your son. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he will talk an yes, adult's head off. He's confident, mm-hmm. um, which is something that I do believe is, is a gift from travel. Yeah. You know, um, and... You know, there's always ups and downs, and nothing's 100% rosy. Mm-hmm. But I would say that's probably um, a gift that I was able to give my kids is this idea of being like leaning into the fear, like, like just leaning into adventure and yeah. then being able to handle yourself. Yeah. You know, in uncertain situations. Um, because you have to do that in, in, in environments where you might not know the language or you might not know the culture. Even even U.S. to Canada was a bit um, Canada to U.S. was a bit of a culture shift. It, it was. It was. <laughs> I moved in high school, so well, same right. as you. I yeah. was I was in great going into grade nine from Toronto, where I lived my whole life up until then, and we moved straight to Georgia. Right. Um, luckily, we had uh, some family living in the Atlanta suburbs, and so. I can't say that that made the transition easier. It was hard for me because I all I had known was Toronto. <laughs> but if I had started earlier, I'm sure I would have known how to be the new kid. I didn't know how to be the new kid. Yeah, I was terrible at being the new kid. Um, and so that's one thing that I think about when I'm moving my family as well. Yeah. I'm like, hey, when, when it comes to schooling and when it comes to making friends and connections, I am very much involved in that process for yeah, my kids. For sure. Um, for a number of years in Canada, and okay. then transitioned to to Seattle. Okay, and I was working at Microsoft there, mm-hmm. and then we uh, relocated again to New York. Gotcha. Still with Microsoft. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So, were you an avid like traveler back then? Like, were you taking vacations to new to new countries, new Most cities, business trips? Mm. So you yeah, know? you were really in the nine to five. I corporate. was bought in. Yeah. 
I was really bought in. And uh, and I'm I'm I am not one of those people who is kind of anti nine to five. Yeah. Um. I but I think it is it is actually a tool in my opinion. I've actually written a book about this. Have you? Yeah. You need to give me the link so I can, yeah. I can find it. Yeah. I've written a book called Crushing Corporate and um and so my opinion is that you you can use your nine to five to actually fuel your dreams. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I really want to like highlight, you know, your time in New York City yeah. because that was really home for you. For sure. Right before yeah. um, coming to Mexico. So um, did you go straight from Seattle to Harlem? Did you find your way around New York a little bit? Or yeah, what no, brought you to I Harlem? I started out uh, in Brooklyn. Okay. Uh, I was in the Bush area. Yeah. Uh, and particularly because I wanted to be around with Indian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> West Indian food, you know. So in Brooklyn, um, you know, there's a street called Utica that, you know, there's a lot of West Indian. I love West Indian food. So, um, lived in, 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 uh, in, uh, Bushwick for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my daughters was at the film Academy in New York and Manhattan. And then my other one was, was going to school in Manhattan, high school. In Manhattan. And I was working in Manhattan, but I was working remote. Okay. So this was pre-COVID. So I've already gotten a taste of yeah of of working. With yeah, because you were you were seasoned yes. veteran by then. Yes. They're like, you can work <laughs> from home. Oh, she yeah. knows what she's doing for sure. For sure. Yeah, it's like uh, I had a team that was distributed. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was living in Brooklyn, and then when my kids graduated and actually went back to Canada, I mm. moved to Harlem. Okay. And really enjoyed my time in Harlem. It's such a, um, such a multicultural, you know, yeah. place and so fun and, you know, upwardly mobile, um, uh, black folks. And, uh, I really enjoyed Harlem. Outside of work, what, what was your lifestyle like? Were you in, <laughs> in the jazz clubs, the art scene? Okay. I'm a house oh, yeah. yeah. Atlanta has a huge house scene. I mean, every major city, Chicago, Atlanta, New yeah. York. Yeah. I love house music. So you can find me, you know, um, at Shelter when they have their parties. Um, and uh, LeBay Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, Harlem and Brooklyn both are great at block parties. Yeah. Yeah. So I definitely... Um, appreciated the the nightlife but you know new york city will eat into that pocketbook Mm, yes yeah you You can talk about that too so you know even as a high-earning corporate professional it is hard to save money it's hard to invest in your own craft your own business you are throwing money away Mm -hmm. you know um there actually did come a time um, about two years before, it's so funny how everything these days is before COVID and after COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So two years before COVID, I actually was like, okay, this this ain't gonna work, you know. And um, I I started to um, uh, practice, uh, you know, fire. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. And um. Basically, trying to seek financial independence and really started to simplify my life. Um, I actually started to Airbnb an apartment, and I was living free for a whole year because I was like, yeah. you know, Airbnb two out of the two out of the three rooms, and started saving. And you know, I really feel like the universe really was preparing, preparing me you, yeah. for a different lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I started to learn how to trade, you know, and it was all in this, on this journey to try and figure out, okay, how can I design my life yeah. differently Yeah. for that period when I'm going to um, try to step out this matrix. Yeah, try to get some of your time back. Yeah. Like, and it's funny, did you ever consider, like, leaving New York? Because that was my, our first step before leaving the country was, like, where else outside of Atlanta would I live? 
that maybe offer cheaper cost of living or yeah. better lifestyle for us and our family? Or was it like Actually, it's New York or nothing? No, no. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia yeah. was on the list because at the time the cost of living seemed pretty yeah. pretty low. But yeah. it's gotten, I think, over COVID, you know, a lot of people had that same idea. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I remember looking at some point at... Um, at Detroit and also Miami, mm-hmm. you know, uh, but I had never imagined yeah. uh, being in Mexico. Yeah, we, we were looking at, I wanted to move west. I was like maybe Arizona or um, Northern California. Um, I just really liked it out west. I couldn't go back to the cold. That yeah. was my thing. Santa Barbara, <laughs> I remember looking at. Yeah. San Diego was one of my favorite cities. Yeah, San Diego's lovely, but it. <laughs> Expensive as hell. <laughs> um, that's that's what's up. Okay, so so yeah, so it sounds like you were preparing for that exodus of, of yeah. I really believe in uh, the designed life. Yeah, you know the designed lifestyle. I believe that we can, if we are really intentional and mm-hmm. thoughtful about it, um, we we can kind of figure out how can you leverage your skills yeah. to have a couple of other forms of income. And my idea with FIRE was, um, so FIRE is financial independence, retire early. early yeah. And the idea is how can you get a number of lines of income that can equal the lifestyle that you would have had with your nine to five job. Right. And um, a lot of people assume that it's a million dollar number. Uh-huh. But actually, what you're trying to get to is the number that you're spending currently with your in your current. What can you do that will cover your current lifestyle? Yeah, you know. Yeah, and and for some of us, uh, we could stand to see fire. Oh yeah, lot, the subscriptions, know? all um, of that, the car notes, the eating out, the eating out. Oh my god, that's what got me. That's what got us, for sure. That's like a whole, that's like they could pay rent in Mexico. Uh-huh. Especially with the house. delivery now, when Uber Eats hit the market, <laughs> it's like, oh, God, I don't have to leave Uber my house. And it'll double the cost of your meal. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, we've gone through that. We've definitely gone through that. And, um, you know, we're still at a stage where we're looking to simplify those expenses, especially with the two kids. And they're like... They're eating so much yeah. more, like as they get, you know, from baby stage to toddler yeah. stage. So, um, did you ever get into like any entrepreneurial endeavors back in the states, or, or attempt to? Just, you know, Airbnb was the start. Yeah, Airbnb was really the start, and I think that uh, the gig economy people sleep on the gig economy uh-huh. because um, you know all you gotta really ask yourself is like, what could you do with an extra five hundred dollars? Yeah. You know, that extra five hundred dollars, you could, you know, invest it. You can, you know, if, if figure out day trading, use it as your your starting capital. Oh yeah. Day trading, um, you know, five hundred dollars go like that. Extra five hundred dollars could be, you know, something you pool with some you know, two or three other people. Yeah. And you know, so those are the kinds of questions I started to ask myself. Uh-huh. Um, and all the things that I just mentioned, yeah, I've done. Why? Why was it such a burning desire for you to say to start fire and to start Airbnb? And like, was anything going on in just, the workload, or were you just were you just tired of? It? I was. I was tired. Of it. I, yeah. And and also, um, you know, we've been sold. We've really been sold a real. Fine, my opinion. <laughs> this notion of thinking that you get work to six, to six, you're gonna you're gonna start collecting this this pension, yeah. and and you're gonna be able to enjoy your. But I, I don't know. I just started to ask myself, like, what's my health gonna be like when I get to that age? Yeah. How many? And, and then all these dreams and passion, other passions and interests that yeah. I have. Even if it wasn't entrepreneurship, but I have other things I wanted to do. Yeah. But I wonder if I have the time to look. Yeah, exactly. Like, even following, like, um, 
And once you start a family, you have kids that you raised and then pass that for you. It's just like, how do I work on my own self-development? Yes. Maybe I want to learn a new skill to dance, to cook, exactly. to do arts, you know. Exactly. Um, and then you said you did get sick eventually, COVID. I did. So and that was just enough to scare me enough to be like, oh, I'm not waiting. Yeah. I'm not going to wait until retirement. Um, and I'm going to have to like accelerate this plan yeah yeah so covid for you 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 got caught it and it lasted three months three months because that first wave of people that got sick yeah they hadn't figured out remember when they were like oh we're gonna intubate them because we're putting tubes down and then they were like oh no it took them almost four months to figure out that that's what they should not be doing. Yeah, yeah, that? I do. I do vaguely. They couldn't even identify. I remember before that they even knew it was COVID. It was like um, some type of respiratory infection, yeah. bronchitis, and they were labeling it a, a lot of different things. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I had back January, the company that I was working for had had a big sales conference, kickoff conference, and everybody. A germ convention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically flown in, even from China, folks had flown in. And so, man, so, anyways, I am not going to debate people on what COVID was. Yeah. All I can say very sick. Wow. And, um, and so once you recovered, um, were you just started making the decision, start yeah, planning it I out? Co- once I recovered, I was like, um, Actually, to be honest, once I recovered, I was just like, I have to get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wasn't thinking about business. I wasn't thinking about extra money revenue. I wasn't thinking about, I wasn't thinking yeah. about, like, I, I, just, I was just like, I have to get out of here. A lot of New Yorkers felt that way, though. Yeah. And they came to Atlanta or they came to Florida because y'all were riding the train and y'all are living in closer proximities than other major cities so yeah. yeah we got a lot of influx of people so i don't know if you can imagine like it's hard to explain if you weren't there but yeah you know the sounds of new york um are pretty unique even just on normal circumstances yeah but when you were hearing ambulances every minute of the day hmm. when you know you couldn't you literally couldn't leave the park yeah and when we went to the groceries like, it, it was just a mess. It, it was. <laughs> it was just a mess. So, honestly, um, at that time, I wasn't thinking about business or anything. I was just thinking, I had to get out. And so, and I know you said in the beginning, you thought to where um, you felt the most joy yeah, on your girl's the trip. the last place I really had. Yeah. Okay. Wow, okay. So, all right. So, that's exciting. So, here we are in Tulum now, present day. Lived on the beach first. Lived on the beach. Yeah. Then I was like, uh-uh, we're not going to become an alcoholic. In the Selena <laughs> Costa. <laughs> My parents stay in Selena everywhere he goes. And, and, party, uh, yeah. you know? and I was like, no. Yeah. Let's, let's get it together. And I was rested enough mm-hmm. now to be like, okay. Yeah. So, then I, I found myself here. Um, ended up getting the the, the space, yeah. and then I had to really think, okay, what am I going to do with it? And then I started bit by bit building, yeah. you know, bit by bit building. And I actually had enough energy to be like, okay, I'm going to go back and keep working. Right. But now, so now I'm a fractional CMO. Okay. And so I have a number of companies that I help. Um, but none that I work for full time. So it's like a consulting. Yeah. 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 I love that. And that funds, it gives you the flexibility to, to work um, and earn, you know, US dollars. Yeah. Uh, focus on building this business slowly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I finally have a different appreciation for this corporate world. You know, mm-hmm. so it's not like I was like, um, now, as I said, as I mentioned before, it's, it's a tool. Yeah. It's a means to an end. And I actually do like, 
You found the secret sauce. My um, One of my close family members, he was a director of marketing um, at a very prominent um, security company in the U.S. And right now the tech industry is going through a lot. So yeah. he was laid off last last week after eight years. Wow. Um, just a rash decision. Half the team is gone. Every quarter I'm seeing layoffs. Yeah. With the kind of, I've been impacted earlier this year. Yeah. So being a full-time employee honestly feels like a risk. It, is. it feels like more of a risk than being an entrepreneur Absolutely. at this point. Um, so you found a great opportunity with consulting. And so, so yeah, let's talk about in, in present day. So with the space, with, um, with Clubhouse, I've seen you have hosted a few events here. Yeah. Like you said, there are multiple Black-owned businesses. And a lot of people, it looks like, are coming here for different um, meetups in circles, uh, brotherhood, sisterhood. Yeah. Um, folks are, are recording podcasts. Folks are, <laughs> you know, recording their content here. So it really runs the gamut. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who have uh, big dreams, uh, content creators, uh, have side hustles. Mm -hmm. um, and this space is very kind of modular. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if, if you want to come and have a meditation session, you can use the space upstairs. If you want to run a yoga class, you can use the space upstairs. If you want to record your podcast, you can find any kind of quarter here. We've got yes. some great artwork in the background. Yes, and we will link X Clubhouse in the description. And um, the Instagram, I think, is how I found you. It was either Google or the Instagram. Yeah. And um, so do folks call to book or how do we get in touch yeah, with you? Just, get, just hit us up at xclubhouse.com uh, or on Instagram at xclubhouse2lu. Yes. And, um, you know, typically you can WhatsApp me mm -hmm. from the wife from the uh, site. And we're pretty open. I really consider this kind of like a community center. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what... Love what you talking, what you want yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, even today, it is almost 6 p.m. here in Tulum. I was worried. I was like, I don't know if Yoli's going to be here still. Like, I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, you will not be disappointed. Um, other projects that I want to talk to you about that, you should, that you're working on? Um, I saw Tulum Magazine was yeah. where you interviewed my wife, Courtney. Yeah. Um, what, what, what's going on with Tulum Magazine? What, yeah. are, we, what are we doing there? So, um, I actually have Tulum Magazine and TulumDirectory.com. So okay. TulumMagazine.com and Tulum Directory. And so, Tulum Directory is basically um, a directory where services can list, the people can list their company, yeah. their product, their services. It's a great way if you're coming to Tulum to find, um, you know, if you're trying to find a private chef, if you're trying to um, find a great spa. You know, you want to go to right? yes. kind of do a search there. Yeah. And then it's also a way for me to help the community of business owners. Yes. Themselves there. That's like, so like, um, I think of Angie's List yeah, and I think I, they've like revamped Angie's List recently. Yeah. Um, but it, the cool thing and the unique thing about Tulum is that like, it's, it's a, a town that's in progress. Like yes. it's currently being built. So Literally. new businesses will pop up daily Exactly. and you don't know what's open, what closed, what, you know, yeah. what the reviews are like. Exactly. Um, that's dope. And it's something, it's, it's, it's actually not even launched yet, but I okay. just opened it up and I'm now getting businesses to list themselves there. Okay. And then with Tulum Magazine, it's really just about highlighting uh, people's stories. Mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of stories like mine yeah. who, are, who are traveling, who are transforming their lives with travel. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm just interested in capturing those stories and that's... I am inspired and truly like you were living out a part of some of the visions that I've had that have maybe been too scared to go after or maybe I'm not do ready to it, yet and so I love I love this story um and advice for folks who are you know even interested, I know everyone's different. Everyone's journey is going to look different. Um, but it seems like you're at a point now where you are putting yourself out there and you're not worried about, am I qualified? Do I have the right team with me? You're, you're starting projects. Yeah. Um, what advice do you have for people to get out there and start? 
Yeah, you know, I think that um, I'm actually not the kind of person who's like, just go out there and be an entrepreneur. Everybody can be an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I really don't believe that. I believe that that you can kind of um, roll your way there, but you want to focus on like your skills, your gifts. Mm -hmm. So if you feel like you've got a natural aptitude for interviewing, you've got a natural aptitude approachable um, you don't need to go to journalism school we can figure it out yeah you know? um, we all kind of know the things that just feel good yes right and, and I lean into something that uh, it made me feel good when we do it that we can monetize mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so you're trying to find that that balance um, of being real about can I make her life out of this? Yeah. Can I can I sustain this? Can I feed my family with this? But also not um, you know being careful not to to too much advice and listening to people's opinions because a lot of times like your dream is meant for you. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It's meant for you. It's meant for you to execute it with your skills, your talents, your gifts. Mm-hmm. You can only do it that way. Yeah. And I always tell people like you, other people aren't going to see your vision, and yeah. it's not their responsibility to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the yeah. The other thing I will say is, when you're traveling, you kind of, and then you find a community. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to get into this to bring like your North American way thinking yeah. about competition and things like that. If you're a chef and you meet five of the chefs, who cares? Right. <laughs> who cares? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, there are, um, a, you know, a thousand burger shops and mm-hmm. they can all thrive. How many nail salons and yeah. lash bars <laughs> they got out here? Oh my God. <laughs> Don't worry about yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry about, you know, uh, oh, there's somebody else already doing it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to do it 100% the way you Yeah. But if you're going to throw the Yoli on there, no. go your way. No. <laughs> um, well, I really appreciate the connection. I, I have no intention <laughs> of collaborating or doing anything with the owner of x clubhouse i thought this was part of the building you know right. <laughs> so right. it's amazing to see yeah, that alignment and you never know where these travels can take you so um we're gonna miss this place we're gonna miss gonna you miss your family but i'll be watching and cheering you guys yeah on. we'll stay connected and we'll be back for sure thank you for sure